What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Post Show Podcast. I'm your host, John the Video Guy. Welcome back, everyone. And in today's podcast episode, it's going to be pretty cool. I'm going to be going over how to come up with new content ideas for YouTube videos. You know, as a content creator, it can be sometimes difficult to kind of generate new ideas, where to look. And really, in this video, I'm going to break down where I go to get new content ideas, what tools I use. So, you know, there's different plugins, different ways that I research different um, topics to make sure that I'm kind of leaning in in the right areas when I go to create a YouTube video. So be sure to stick around because there's a lot of good tidbits in here and a lot of different tools and things that you can take away and even use for your own videos as well. But first, as always, we'll be reviewing my YouTube stats. All right, so I'm in my creator studio, and right now I have 166 subscribers. I'm kind of excited because it was at 165 for like the last five days, so the needle finally moved. So that's about 11 since the last time, I believe. So gained 11 more subscribers, and that's 26 in the last 28 days. Watch time, I gained... 64.6 hours in the last 28 days, and I gained 2,100 views in the last 28 days. And under reach, I've gained 40,000 impressions in the last 28 days, and my click-through rate is 3.9, so that's down. It's down actually 27%. Top performing videos in the last 28 days, a countdown timer in After Effects is holding strong. That is by far the best performing video next to convert WMV files on Mac, then create rolling credits in After Effects, then Video Copilot Effects Console Tutorial, and then a new number five, Best Premiere Pro Preference Settings has risen up the rank. So that's a video that kind of picked up steam. When it comes to demographics, so last week I talked about how my demographic was changing, and right now 100% of my audience is from the age of 25 to 34. So it's 100% that age group, that range of 10 years. All right, guys, so that was the stats. Let's look at how the videos did last week um, and my predictions. So the first video that came out last time was the whiteboard handwriting animation tutorial, and that did really good. It was a four out of 10. Um, a low click-through raise, 2.6, but not bad. 26 views, five likes, no comments. And then the demo reel one I took down because it had copyrighted music in it, and it got blocked in a few different countries, so I decided to remove that one. But next would be cool neon sign motion graphic. That was a one out of 10, so that did really good. 26 views and a 2.1 click-through rate. So that's down a little bit as well. And then uh, the last one is Will Robots and AI Replace Creative Jobs. This one did really good, actually, surprisingly. I was a little nervous about this one. I thought this one might have flopped, but it was a 3 out of 10. It had 17 views, and the click-through rate was actually really good. It was 8.5. So Definitely, I'm going to be looking at what I did here and trying to duplicate it. And the thumbnail is pretty interesting. It's of a robot and a question mark in the middle. And then I'm on the other side, kind of like looking like, you know, upset that robots are about to replace creative jobs. So apparently that thumbnail did really good. And, you know, when looking at click-through rate, you want to look at the thumbnail and the title. 
So the, the title was Will Robots and AI Replace Creative Jobs? That is pretty intriguing, kind of piques curiosity. So maybe both kind of did a good job to raise that click-through rate. All right, guys, let's dive into this week's podcast episode where we're going to be talking about all about how to come up with new content ideas. And really, when it comes to content on YouTube, videos on YouTube can really fall into two categories. So there's the first category called evergreen content. And what evergreen content is, is basically it's videos that live on YouTube that basically are relevant forever. Uh, These don't go out of style. They're always useful. A good example in my case is the countdown video I made in After Effects, how to create a countdown timer, because there will always be people searching about how to create a countdown timer inside After Effects. That's never going to change unless After Effects becomes extinct or something. You know, people will probably always be searching how to do that. Next, there's what's called trendy videos. So trendy videos are like short-lived, short-burst type of topics that you can create videos around. And a good example in my case would be like the Blackmagic Pocket 6K Cinema Camera Review that I did earlier this year. Though That was really hot for like the first month and then my views died down shortly after. And the reason why this is trendy or kind of short you know, the success of these videos are short is because, um, you know, people get the cameras or the new camera comes out, they want to learn about it and decide whether they want it or not. And then down the line, when new cameras come out, this video is not really relevant anymore because everyone's looking at the Blackmagic 10K camera now or whatever the next camera comes out. So these are trendy videos. So those are the two differences, the trendy and evergreen videos. And you kind of want to Um, pick which type of video you're looking for really first that you want to do. Both have their unique advantages. I'm not going to say one's better than the other. Um, I think honestly for me, what I've been sticking to, especially on the tutorial, since my uh, YouTube channel is definitely tutorial heavy, is that I'm trying to create evergreen content. So, you know, different tutorials that will last a very long time on my channel that people can always come back and look up information for. Trendy videos, on the other hand, they're not bad. Um, I mean, what they do good at is if it's really trendy, you can gain a lot of views in a very short amount of time. So actually, trendy videos are actually really good for my channel to do if I want to try to get more subscribers or views in a short period of time by capitalizing on a very trendy topic at the time. But just don't expect that video to be hot for its whole life. It usually comes up. And then it goes back down and, you know, it fizzes out. All right. So those are the two types of videos. Now let's talk about what should the video be? Because I think this is really the difference on what makes a video successful on YouTube and what doesn't make a successful video. You really have to keep this in mind. This is probably the number one thing when searching, you know, for new content ideas on YouTube is what are people searching for? You know, next to Google, YouTube is the second largest internet search engine. Um, You know, it's the largest search engine for videos. So you just have to keep in mind, what are people searching for? Whether it's trendy or evergreen content, that is the key question you have to keep in mind when you're developing new content ideas for YouTube. And also keeping that in mind, the second thing that kind of goes with that, that you have to also keep in mind is how saturated that topic is. How many other people have done things or other videos on that same thing that people are searching for? 
So for example, like if I made a video probably about like a Mac versus PC, I'm pretty sure there's probably millions of videos probably already done about that topic or really, really general, you know, topics, you know. So you just kind of have to keep that in mind, you know. There's the fine line between what people are searching for and then the saturated market. So you kind of have to find the sweet spot of something that people are searching for a lot, but that doesn't have a lot of competition in that space that where there's not a lot of videos made on that subject. So it kind of gives your video a, a chance to kind of break into that uh, market or in that index of YouTube. All right, so how do we go about finding out what videos work? You know, what what are trendy topics? What are people searching for? Well, I'm pleased to let you guys know I found a really cool plugin. It's called TubeBuddy. You can download it in the link down in the show notes below. I'll have a link to it. Feel free to go get it and install it. It works on pretty much any web browser, including Edge that I have it on, on a Microsoft computer. I think there is also a Chrome version, so feel free to download whichever one you want. But basically this plugin connects to your Google account or YouTube account and you activate it and it works on, while you're on YouTube searching for videos, it's pulling analytics for you. And there's a few functions that you can use in TubeBuddy to really get the information you need in order to understand whether a video is you know worth pursuing or not. So whenever you search something on YouTube and you have the TubeBuddy plugin installed, you'll see on the right hand side, there's what's called the search explorer. And whenever you search something, this box will pop up and there's a little tab that says keyword score. And what you can do is click the show keyword score button and it will give you a few analytics that it will pull. So the first thing is called search volume. So what this is, is how many people are actually searching for this topic that you punched in. And then the second thing, as I mentioned earlier, is competition. So how many videos is, have there been made on this certain subject? And then underneath both is an overall score. It scores it based on 100 points. So if you see 100 out of 100, uh, you should make a video about it because that means that it's highly searched and that there's medium to low competition. So not only does this allow you to do that, but you know, using TubeBuddy as well, if you do a little bit more research on the videos and you start to search other videos um, on the topic that you wanna uh, do your video about, you can actually click on a person's video and underneath TubeBuddy will load their metadata for their video that they actually did. So you can see the tags they used and a lot of other information on different videos that other creators are doing. That way you can kind of see what others are doing, what worked, what didn't work, and kind of utilize that in your own video. All right, but you might still be asking, but John, how do you come up with the ideas though? Like what do you search into YouTube? And that's a really good question, but what you can do and what I found out is you can actually, there's this feature in the YouTube search bar that kind of basically just auto fills things for you. So depending on your niche, you know, you can type in something pretty generic. So for me, maybe it's like Premiere Pro and then hit space and then whatever it auto fills and afterwards is what people are most searching for. So for example, um, 
if I type in Premiere Pro, uh, a very popular thing is Premiere Pro for beginners. So, you know, making tutorials for beginners just starting out in Premiere Pro. Or another one is Premiere Pro Transitions. So, you know, the best transitions to use in Premiere Pro. So you just kind of have to think, you know, depending on your niche, maybe it's like food or bacon, you know. You have to kind of search for a generic term or a generic word or a few words and then kind of fill words around it to kind of complete a search. And by using autofill and YouTube, you can kind of see what other um, popular things people are searching for. And a pro tip is to go into incognito mode on your web browser. That way you don't uh, mix up your previous search results with uh, the new ones that you're trying to find to see if uh, you know people are searching for it. So it kind of clears your history and you have a clean slate when you're searching and trying to find popular videos that people are looking up on YouTube. Another thing you can do is look at the most popular videos on, you know, maybe someone else within your niche. So, you know, find people that are kind of doing similar videos to you and kind of see what they've done and see what worked for them. There's a feature, if you go to anyone's channel on YouTube, there's a feature where you can go to the video section and search by most popular. So you can see what other videos have worked for other channels. Now this doesn't work 100% of the time because you know the algorithm is funny and tricky and you know the algorithm will favor some videos over others. So don't think that since one thing worked for another creator it'll work for you. It just if you kind of connect the dots if this certain video um, tutorial has worked for a lot of other people it might work for you. It might be something to get into. I think if you use autofill with most popular, you'll find the best results. So if you search for a channel and one of their best video performing videos is a Premiere Pro for beginners tutorial. And when you autofill Premiere Pro afterwards, it says beginners, then that might be something to pursue. And actually, I'm actually about to do that video because it is a, a heavily searched video. So that'll be some a video I do down the line Premiere Pro for beginners. So going back to Evergreen and Trendy, if you're doing Trendy videos, the thing that you'll want to do specifically for Trendy videos is find out what other YouTubers are talking about. So what is trending? Is it, you know, something in the news or is it a new feature or a new camera or what, you know, whatever your niche is, what are people talking about the most that's happening right now? So for example, the GoPro 10 just came out. So people are doing reviews on the GoPro 10. Or maybe, you know, since I'm a career building, maybe it's the great resignation. Or, you know, something that's really happening now that probably won't be talking about probably uh, within a year from now. Because, you know, a year from now, um, you know, the GoPro 11 will be out. So the GoPro 10's out, you know, and probably a year from now, everyone will have a job. So, but yeah. You kind of want to survey the field and see what others are talking about. You know, in doing trendy videos, you want to see, you know, are there 5, 10, 20 other YouTubers talking about the same exact topic? And that that is when you know it's trendy because everyone's talking about it. Everyone's making stuff about it. And it's at like basically the top of the news. All right, so once you understand kind of how to go about, you know, creating a video, you kind of have to put it down on paper 
or sorry, coming up with a topic to talk about, you kind of have to put it down on paper when you plan to actually create the video and publish it. So I just recommend what I do is I just have a Word document with dates of like when I create videos. So that's every Monday and Thursday. So basically I just have a Word document that has the dates for the rest of this year on it for every Monday, every Thursday uh, written on it and nothing after that date. And what I do is when I research video topics, I'll research it. When I find something that I want to make a video on, I add it next to the date that I want to premiere on. Um, so, you know, basically create a content schedule. And once you start doing research, add different video topics to that content schedule. That way you kind of have a running thing or running list of videos that you'll create down the line in the future. For example, in my content list, I just completed the rest of 2021 uh, YouTube videos. So I have, I basically have a Word document that's basically done for 2021. I already know all the videos I'm going to be doing for the rest of this year. So just kind of having that and doing research and staying ahead of the curve, putting down all your thoughts and having a concise list of the topics uh, really helps just crank out the videos. So let's talk about a little bit about actually creating the video. So when you do your initial research on whether a video should be or is going to be successful or not, you know, you find a trendy topic or you find something that you believe will work that uh, shows up good in two buddy stats, you know, that has a good chance of succeeding. You'll want to start actually thinking about, you know, what should you do? Because if there's other people doing the same video, you don't want to just blatantly copy them. But you kind of want to take ideas from what they've done, maybe add your own flair to it, maybe add your own two cents or your own perspective on the topic or the tutorial um, and kind of create it uh, for your own. So a good example in my case is I made an After Effects handwriting whiteboard animation tutorial and you know this effect if you search how to do handwriting and after effects everyone does this literally the same exact effect um, so it doesn't really matter which tutorial click on it's going to show you to use the stroke effect if you know what you know if you've done this before um, but you know what I've done is I did that but I also added another thing on top of, it of how to actually animate the pen or the marker as well as animating text so I kind of added a kind of like a two-step to that that way it's not just literally everyone else's tutorial it is a little bit different and then the next step is really once you start planning on what to actually say and what to do in the video, you know, create your bullet points. As I mentioned uh, in last that last episode is you want to just make bullet points of the key things you want to focus on, the things you're going to talk about and basically go from there. So that's really how to come up with new content and video ideas for YouTube. So really the next part is after you record the video, how do you name it? How do you title it? What thumbnail do you use? All that good stuff. That will actually be in next week's episode or in two weeks from now. That will be the next episode. I'm going to talk all about what to fill in on the YouTube uh, upload page, you know, what to, uh, there's a pretty decent strategy on how to title it. It really comes down to your success of the video, it really comes down to the title and the thumbnail of it. And also, you know, doing this as well, coming up with, you know, making sure you're creating things that people are actually searching. It's basically those three things that determine if your video is going to be uh, good or not or have success. 
So be sure to stick around and listen to next ep- the next episode. Um, I'll go all into titles, thumbnails, and all that other good stuff. So with that, it's time to wrap up this episode. I'm going to look up and see what we have coming up in the next few weeks here and kind of give my predictions. So I have a few pretty good uh, videos coming up, in my opinion. We'll see what the world thinks about them. But what I've been starting to do on my channel is I've been designating Mondays as tutorial days and like Thursdays as like topic kind of like career building or like something other than just a tutorial. Because what I've started to notice is Mondays are really good for tutorials because I think Mondays, and I'll probably go into like what day of the week is best and all that timing in next week's episode. But Monday, you know, you think everyone goes back to school or work and that'll be the point in time where everyone's searching for things on how to actually do something in Premiere Pro or After Effects. And by the end of the week, people are kind of starting to come down their curve of the work and, you know, they kind of want something more uh, easy to watch, you know, something more about either career building or maybe just something general inside After Effects, maybe not an intense animation tutorial. So I've been kind of leaning that way. And what's so funny is I've been looking at my analytics and every weekend my stats go down. Um, So, you know, I know in my channel specifically, the weekend is not a good time to post anything because people aren't doing uh, or looking up After Effects Premiere Pro tutorials or, you know, different career things. So definitely uh, Monday I'm designating as tutorial day. So this coming up, this week coming up on my channel, uh, the videos that will already be out by the time this episode comes out is color banding inside After Effects, fixed color banding and After Effects gradients. So this was a cool video I found. I'm actually really proud of it because I actually solved a, an issue that has really been plaguing me inside After Effects is how to uh, solve color banding. So this is step-by-step how to solve it. Um, so I hope it does good. I think it's really niche. I don't expect this to be a one out of 10 because I don't know how many people are actually really, you know, it's one of those tutorials. If you have this issue, this tutorial is going to save you. But otherwise, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people searching for this, but we'll see what happens. And then later this week, I think this video, I really like this video. It's called, Should I Go to College for Film? What Happens When You Don't? So, and obviously this comes off of my personal experience of not going to college. So it's really personal to me. Um, It's a long one. It's like 14 minutes too. And I think I have a feeling this is going to do really good. If there's any video I've ever made before that I think is going to do good, I think it's this one. The only thing that scares me about this video is, like I said earlier in this podcast, is that it might be too general because I think, should I go to college? That question might be too general, but I named it strategically. Should I go to college for film? And I think people are searching for film a lot these days because, you know, for creative jobs in general, that has been a really hot topic is whether to go to college, because obviously if you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, obviously you have to go to college. But I think for film and creative jobs, it's a little bit different and people have different perspectives. And I think for me in making this video, there's not a lot of videos of people that went, didn't go to college and have actually found a job in the workplace. Um, so 
I'm proud of this video. I'm glad I made it. I hope it does good. And then the following Monday, how to create smoke animation in After Effects. This video I think is gonna do really good. I hope it does good because I'm kind of combining the evergreen and the trendy together, if you notice here, because Halloween is coming up. So it's very timely that I make a smoke animation effect inside After Effects. But on the other side, it doesn't necessarily have to be Halloween in order for people to search how to create smoke inside After Effects. But in this tutorial specifically, I have a graveyard setting and I'm showing you how to make at, at, at I've been talking too long. <laughs> how to make atmospheric smoke inside After Effects. I can't say that word. All right, um, and then Later, uh, next Friday, is five things every video intern should do during their internship. Um, yeah, I think that's gonna do good too. I think all these videos have potential. We'll see what happens. Out of all of them, I think should I go to college for film, that's gonna be the one out of 10. If I had to put all my eggs on one basket, I think that's gonna do great. I don't think color banding is gonna do as well as the others since that's so niche. That might be like six or seven out of 10. Smoke, I think, is going to be like 3 out of 10. And then the intern video, I think, is going to do like 2 or 3 out of 10. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode of The Post Show. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. And I hope you're getting some value. If you're starting a personal brand or a YouTube channel, feel free to reach out if you have any questions at all. I'd love to hear from you or even get your feedback on my videos as well. Feel free to reach out if you want to hear something specific on my journey that I might not have covered yet. I'm always open to suggestions. So until next time, take care and be well.